yeah, this game's trash. <laughs> like, this game is not good. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege. What we like about Siege? What we don't like about Siege. I tricked you there. I threw it off. I didn't do my part. Yeah. You didn't. I made you do it. Also, Ryan's gotten really good at starting the podcast. We usually start like three or four times because as soon as he starts, I like mimic him. He tries he to just, make me laugh. Yeah. But he just, now he just keeps going. He's like a broken radio. I just keep repeating it until it works. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good job. So today's up. show will be good because we have new patch notes. We have a new season pass to talk about. We have an update to the toxicity auto chat bands and then Reddit posts and listener questions. All good stuff. Should we start with uh, patch notes or yeah, patch notes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't live. This is TTS patch notes, uh, technical test server. So these are basically in testing. They may come to the re- the real game or they may come not at all or they may come mm-hmm. slightly changed. Correct. So, Chris, what do we have? So, technical test server pass notes. We have a user experience updates, visual upgrades for destruction effects and ripples, visual design upgrade for police cars. So, there's just basically a new paint job. Yeah, this is cars. actually really cool if you haven't seen it yet. Um, they have basically changed the art around like broken holes and walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like when you throw an impact grenade right now, it's sort of just like kind of a clean hole with like, it's a little bit jaggy and stuff. And then I think like the drywall, maybe like the paint looks a little chipped or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in, with this new one, the drywall is sort of like spider crack, like coming out from around the hole. So it just looks like really, I guess more like real. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Like it, it just looks like more, um, I can't think of a better word than real, but uh, yeah, it looks really, really good. So I'm excited for that. Okay, so next we have in balancing, uh, Kaid has a super nerf to his 44 mag semi-auto and Nomad, I guess. Um, Well, actually, wait, this is just under Kaid. It's both of them. But it's both. Okay. That's weird that they only list it under Kaid. But uh, they increase the recoil. Uh, they say now more difficult to change shots precisely at long range. And then they decrease the damage. Get this from 74 to 54. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's a huge nerf. That's like a third. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. It's gigantic. I guess not. It's, it's closer to like a it's, quarter. It's but... 20. So it's, yeah, about a quarter, a little more than a quarter of his damage is going away. But they, are getting kind of the wrong nerf to this thing. Like, I, I actually, I think this is great. Like, I think this is like this was obvious when they like as soon as we got our hands on it, it was obvious that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually almost think it should be even less so because it's like a pistol with an ACOG. It seems like mm-hmm. it should be even less so. But they need a buff to their primary weapons. Both of them do. Yeah. So the. My problem with the pistol, so I tried this out in the technical test server to see how bad it was. The increased recoil still is not that bad. I can, I would just did a terrorist hunt because I couldn't. Okay. First of all, TTS is trash right now. Like I tried finding a game. I waited for like six minutes in a casual searching and then eight minutes in ranked searching and I couldn't find one. So I was yeah, like, well, I'll do see, well, the thing about the TTS is people aren't interested to play it unless there's a new, like a new yeah. season coming. 
and then you get then it's like full because everybody wants to play the new season but Mm -hmm. playing for like a little update like this people just aren't as interested to try it so you right so i just did a terrace hunt instead and that wasn't working so i had to verify my game files and then redo it and then finally got to play a terrace hunt and the recoil still is not that bad i can still do totally fine with it it's nothing it's not a bad recoil at all the first shot recoil seems higher than it was before like significantly but then after that it's just like you just pull the mouse down and it's like a laser again Mm -hmm. um the decreased damage is significant you notice it but the problem honestly is just the acog sight the sight is so good on the gun that's the problem yeah it's because you have a freaking pistol with a beautiful sight like the sight is better than any other sight in the game by far yeah it's the most beautiful sight and it's on a very strong weapon I agree 100%, and I think that the solution to that is to nerf its damage and make it more in line with other pistols instead of trying to make this some, like, super pistol that also has an ACOG on it. Yeah. Um, or just take off. I know they like I mean, the ACOG because they like how it looks, but just take it off and make that the ACOG site that goes on their guns instead. You can do that, yeah. They could have a different just, ACOG site. That's the problem, honestly, is the ACOG site. I yeah. love it. I love the site a lot, but they, like... A few years ago, they said they didn't want that for secondary weapons or for well, defenders, I don't think and then you, they went back and did it again. I don't think you necessarily should be bound by something you said several years ago. You know, like if I said three years ago, like I will never be a police officer, and then two years later, I'm in like a crappy job, and I think, hey, you know what? I could probably do. I could probably be a police officer, and this would be way better than my current job. Like yeah. you can't hold me to that from like three years ago. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They just it was just their rationale for making changes and then they just did it again. Yeah, anyway. like, like I think I I mean I don't know this, but I think a lot of the team working on Siege has probably changed yeah. over the years. Um, but we do know some of them have changed, like community developers have changed over yeah. the time. Yeah, we know there have been some changes. I don't know like the extent of it. Um but like I it just like sort of the overall like design theory of siege seems to have changed quite a bit based on mm-hmm. like, you know, certain things that have changed over the years. Um, like they've sort of embraced things that maybe they didn't intend at first. Yeah. Like runouts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever. Like I, it hasn't seemed like that much of a problem really to me, like the pistol because nobody's playing Kaida nomad. So it's like, whatever. Right. right. But and the thing is though, like with once you nerf it to a point like where there's so much recoil, then it's just like you don't want to play it anymore. Like you don't want to use the pistol. Sure. Like then it's just frustrating to use. And so it's like either like that's where it gets hard. It's like, well, you have this beautiful sight on it, but it recoils awful. So it's just frustrating to play with because you mm-hmm. feel like you're getting gypped every time you shoot it. Right. But then it's like you don't have another option for a secondary. The other thing that worries me about a little bit is like with with this basically silly pistol that Kaida Nomad have. I feel like a lot of people are picking them just for the pistol, just like have fun with it. And so like, we're going to end up with really skewed pick rates at the end of the season. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess, I guess they're looking at pick rates from, from high ranked players. Yeah. I think it'll end up evening out by like towards the end of the season. I think the perk rates are always going to be higher for the first bit. Yeah. But especially like the higher ranks, they're not going to be picking them after a few weeks anyway. Yeah. That's, that's probably true. So maybe that's not a concern really. Uh, moving on to Nomad, they changed her standard grenades with the Claymore. So I think this is actually going to be really fun. You're going to start seeing like funny Claymore Air jab traps. Right, on. where Nomad can set great. it up herself. It's gonna be great. It's, it's gonna cool. Be so funny. 
It's cool. Yeah. Um, and they said the reason for this, they said the synergy between Nomad's air jabs and the three stun grenades gave her a bit too much CC utility individually. Do you know what CC is? Crowd control. Crowd control. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I realized that the first time I read it. Um, while the addition of a Claymore can provide Nomad with some trap functionality, we'll be monitoring the interactions between her gadget and the Claymore to see if this is a better fit. So this almost sounds like they're less sure about this change than some of the other ones just because they're like they're saying like they'll monitor to see if it's better or not Mm -hmm. but i think it's interesting like like you're saying she can set her own traps now and like make lethal traps out of using two gadgets right that's Mm -hmm. cool yeah i think it'll be really funny when we see a video that has three air jobs and all of them get kills with claymores (laughs) that'd be pretty great (laughs) so dang funny yeah big adjustment to valkyrie what do we got there Valkyrie's throw curve has been adjusted, so they said she's going to focus more on leg day to give her a more balanced workout routine. So yeah. She will no longer be throwing her Valkyrie cameras miles and miles away. You will not be throwing them into chalet when you're playing on organ. Yeah. Because <laughs> that can happen. Um, so basically, they standardized the throw curve for everybody, and they like in doing that, it made the throw range like way, way farther. And for most people, that doesn't really matter. But for Valkyrie, that makes a big difference about mm-hmm. the like how well she can place her cameras and stuff. So now Valkyrie is basically the only operator not using the standardized throw curve that everybody else uses. Yeah, so it's significantly heavier than it was before. I've been I tested, tested, I tested throwing them a little bit in the terrace out in the TTS, and it's like it feels heavier almost than it did before. It feels pretty much like it did originally, but it almost feels a little heavier than it did originally. Really, mm-hmm. I haven't tried it at all. Um, I'd be interested to see what, uh, kind of the community says about it. Cause I'm sure there's somebody out there that like used to know a bunch of like really great cam spots and can tell us like how far off it is from the actual original, uh, curve. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think, do you think this is good or do you think it's kind of lame that like, was Valkyrie better with, I mean, obviously she was better, but was Valkyrie better for the game with the big throws? I think it was cool, but at the same time, I think it got kind of ridiculous, like how far she could throw them, where the yeah. camera was just basically like too far for even IQ to see it. Right. Like it just got to a point where it was like, okay, like that's not really fair. Like, yeah. There's a way that they're seeing you. There's nothing. It's just not one of those. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Valkyrie, she's already a really good operator. Um, if you're playing her smart and if like, if you've had some practice with her and you know where to put stuff. She's really, really good, and so that's probably a little bit overkill to let her be able to do what she could do before. Yeah. Um, and then as long as we're talking about IQ, so IQ's gadget now responds differently to recoil. What the heck does that mean for gadget? I don't know. So like, so it says there's a no. It says uh, this change was made to help optimize the interaction between IQ's gadget and the new recoil changes. So there was a recoil update in Grim Sky, I just don't understand what recoil has to do with her gadget. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. Um, that's there's, basically it. Yeah, there's some bug fixes that are stuff that's not really like a huge deal. Level design fixes. They still have not changed the being spotted on uh, Fortress in that little tower. Yeah, which was weird because I, I went back and read what... I think I did. Did I? Or am I crazy? I don't know. Ubi Nodi. Yeah, I think I went back and read what Ubi Nodi said, and he like clearly said that they should have been spotted while in the tower. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, whatever. 
I don't think that map's good anyway. So it's too big. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed because I thought it was going to be really good. Yeah. We'll see. Like my opinion on virtually every map has changed the more I've played it. So it's true. Yeah. It's hard, especially when you don't know the map like very well. Like, yeah, it's just hard. It really, yeah, it really like once it starts to come together for you, a lot of times it, it's very different, but right. The few that my opinion has not changed at all on are favela. Uh huh. Okay. And theme park. Yep. I Same. think those are bad and I have always thought they're bad. Yep. <laughs> so just that. And you know what? House is good. And I will never not think house is good. You can't make me <laughs> I think love house. house is not good. Okay. <laughs> I love house. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the year four pass, which was just announced. It's available for purchase now. So with the year four pass, you get, um, you get a lot basically. Ooh, um, yes. So first you get, uh, each of the operators, um, that come out throughout year four. So that's eight operators to each season. Uh, you get them seven days earlier than the general population and you don't have to pay for them with renown. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get, um, what they call VIP perks. So that's a 5% renown boost, uh, a plus 0.3%, um, for your alpha pack. So every time that you get your alpha pack percentage increased, I think by default it's 3%. Is that right? Yeah. Or does it depend if you win or lose? It depends if you win or lose. So if you lose, it's 2%. If you win, it's 3 Okay. So, so it'd be 2.3 or 3.3%. So basically you're, you're in theory, you're getting alpha packs a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get 10% discount on all the stuff in the in-game shop. Uh, you get 600 R6 credits, which is enough to buy like, a decent headgear or something. It's not really enough to get too much, but like a decent headgear or some boosters or something like that. Um, eight uniforms and headgear. So I think those are like exclusive uniforms and headgear that come with each of the new operators mm-hmm. for throughout that year. Uh, the Lava Six Charm, which is sort of a cool Rainbow Six logo with it looks like it's like etched out of lava, which is actually pretty cool looking. And then the Volcano Signature Skin. So that's going to be a universal weapon skin. Um, it can be applied to every weapon. So it's a lot of stuff. It's twenty nine ninety nine. Uh also pro tip, if you're buying it on Uplay, you can use a hundred of the like Uplay credit things. So like those like the little points you get for just like playing Ubisoft games, like mm-hmm. across platforms, it doesn't matter. You'll just earn these like little Ubisoft points to your account. And you can redeem that for a twenty percent discount on anything in the Uplay store, so including this, which would mean this would be $24.99 or $23.99 instead of $29.99, six mm-hmm. bucks off. So pro tip, if you're going to buy it on PC, you should do that. Uh, anything you want to say about the year four pass? What do you think about it? Same thing as it's always been, right? yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it's 100% the same thing as it's always been. Uh, so I actually, I bought the year three pass. Um, so here's who I think should buy this. Uh, if you are significantly behind on operators and you don't want to go out and just like pay money to, uh, to like unlock all the operators, like obviously you're paying money if you're doing this, but like, if you don't want to go and like buy the, the operator bundle for a season or something or for several seasons, um, and if you don't want to just grind it out, here's what I recommend, uh, buy the year four pass. And this is what I did with year three. It will boost your renown every single match, and then you'll get these next eight operators for free. So you don't have to worry about renown for these next eight operators, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're earning at a faster rate, so you can catch up on the ones 
that you have not got from before. Uh, and then once you're caught up, then you're just building up renown um, for the next season. So like, this is what I did. I, I basically was a whole season behind. So I definitely had Mira. I might've had Jackal. Uh, and then I don't think I had anybody else from year two. So I bought this like toward the end of year two, I went ahead and bought the season three pass. Um, and then pretty quickly, like, and, and then like, also I started playing the game more at the time than I had been throughout that past season. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that also helps, but pretty quickly I was able to catch up on all those old ones and then just like not having to worry about saving up or down for the new ones and just being able to like have that sort of taken care of is like actually really, really nice. So if you're that kind of player where like maybe you took a break from the game for a while or you just recently started and you're way behind and you don't want to like grind forever or you don't want to dump a bunch of money into buying a bunch of operator bundles, like this is a good way. If you're on PC, use your discount, spend 20, 24 bucks and next year's taken care of. You get stuff early. It's cool. You get exclusive skins and stuff that are cool. And then you can get a little bit of a boost to catch up on your old stuff. So that's who I recommend this for. Or if you just really, really like the game and you want the exclusive stuff and you want to support the game more. Like that's another cool thing. Yeah. Where are you seeing that? It's $21.99. Uh, $29.99 on the U-Play store. $9.99. Yeah. So with that 20% discount with 100, you, whatever they call that, you play credits or something, mm. uh, $23.99. So it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, 24 bucks for a season pass for a game, that's beyond reasonable yeah I think. you're gonna if you buy the operators with cash you're gonna pay 40 bucks for them yeah so so it's good and then you get the seven days early which is always nice to be able to get a little bit of a jump on them so that's really all there's to say on that uh toxicity update this is a good one chris tell me what happened we have been waiting and making a little bit of a stink for a little while about how the game just bans you for kicks and giggles. Yeah, and by we, he doesn't mean us. He means the community. Oh, yeah. I do mean that. So basically, the Rainbow Six dev team created a dev blog titled Toxicity Update and talked about how basically the toxic chat system that they had that was auto-banning people while it was maybe working, it was also affecting people who weren't trying to engage in inappropriate behavior. Yep. So we've told several stories in the past on the podcast of people who were accidentally banned by mm-hmm. like somebody baiting them into saying a word that they didn't realize would be um, bannable. Would be bannable. People doing stupid things like either changing their name to something that you're not allowed to say, which for some reason is not the same list of words, or uh, changing their keyboard language so that the characters don't register as the same characters, even though it looks like the same characters. So like silly, silly stuff to get you to say things that you shouldn't say. Yeah. Anyway, they changed it now. So if you say something that's inappropriate, it will say the game will reply to you. The following message was not sent and will be reviewed for inappropriate conduct and will show the word that was used. Yeah. And then that will be reviewed by the team to see if it was inappropriate behavior. Manual reviews. Yep. And apparently they've been doing manual toxic reviews for a while. Um, well, yeah, it says... For clarity, manual toxicity reviews for temporary and permanent bans will continue in the same way they have for the last few years. So I don't know what that means because temporary bans were definitely issued automatically. So I don't know if they were like reviewing it afterwards and then deciding whether or not that stays as like a mark on your record. Correct. So is that what they were doing? Yeah. So Inspector 71 commented, does reporting a player in game for toxicity or for other things result in manual review of their chat logs to determine whether a toxicity ban is warranted and it's up your reply to yes. Okay, so so this last paragraph where they said that, they're talking about uh, when we report somebody for toxicity. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our our manual toxicity reviews, like when we press report for toxic behavior, then it saves a chat log and sends a chat log to them, and they look at the chat log yeah. and see if there's toxic yeah, yeah. behavior. Problem is they can't see voice chat log that right. doesn't exist. Right. Um. But overall, good on Ubi. This is a very good change. Number one, you're alerting the player to what they've said as not being okay. And then it makes just way more sense. Just filter the, what they're saying and don't send it to the other players. Yeah. And then don't worry about banning people. Yeah. And then it's not a problem. You just choose words that you're not allowed to say. And it's not a problem mm-hmm. at all. Yep. And if someone is... If someone... So if you report toxic behavior against somebody, we know that it sends it to them and it sends them a chat log. So if someone is purposefully typing stuff in chats inappropriate, but just changing the letters, mm-hmm. they're going to see it and they're going to get banned. Yeah. Uh, so this is in the game now. Um, and obviously this is all PC. If you're on console, uh, this won't affect you. I had people a few times say like, oh man, like it sucks to be on console because we don't have like uh, reporting buttons and stuff basically saying like Ubisoft's not policing the community. And my mm. answer to that is, well, that's why you pay for Xbox live and PlayStation plus because they police the community. Yeah, Microsoft police. The and community. it's actually really nice because then if somebody's a jerk, like you report them in rainbow six and now they're not playing halo either. Like yeah. <laughs> because they're a jerk yeah. and it's actually much like more far reaching. Wasn't there a game? I think it was rockstar. I think it was grand theft auto where like, when you, Oh, I don't remember. I think it was rockstar that did this. When you reported a behavior for bad behavior, it started to put all the bad behavior players together. Yes, this was Max Payne 3, I believe. There you go. Is that Rockstar? Yeah. Yeah, so they basically took all the jerks and made them all play together and yeah, while all the other people got to play they together. They a quarantine zone for, <laughs> for all the awful players and just like quarantine them together. Now, if you hack, you play against hackers. So have fun. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But Yeah, it's pretty good. But like, this is awesome. Good change. Very, very good change. Uh, I'm glad that they listened about how this is a problem for players. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit annoying that it took them this long to respond, but maybe just like maybe it's one of those things where it seems like it's a big problem, but really the amount of people that are being that are like triggering false positives is really really low compared to those that are true positives and getting banned. Yeah. You know? So. Um. But maybe this is a good sign that there's other things coming in the future of things that we won't change, like casual. Please make casual more like ranked. We need to make sure we say that in every single podcast, just on the off chance that some Ubi person is listening, that they know that that's something that needs to happen. This is That was the whole reason I, I agreed to go in with the podcast. <laughs> I wanted casual to be ranked. Chris is like, as long as this is just a vehicle to make casual more like ranked, then yes. I'm in. I just, I can't, I just can't, I hate it. It, it really is so bad. Like I was playing casual today just before the podcast, just because you were on your way over and I didn't want to be stuck in a ranked game. And the game still took a half hour to finish, even though it's one game because they take forever mm-hmm. and it's just so freaking slow. Yeah. If you add up all the, if it lasts for as long as it can, five rounds, four minutes, you said 20 minutes. And then the 45 second preparation phases on each one of those five rounds adds another like four minutes. That's 24 minutes. And you have like loading time. Oh, and loading time. Okay, can I complain for a second? There was a guy in this match that literally took like two and a half minutes to load the map on the first round. And he was faster on rounds after that. But sometimes like there's players that like every single round you're waiting like 60 seconds for them to load the map. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, why isn't there some kind of like kick or some, like, some kind of timeout? Like you should not be forcing nine other people to sit here and wait for two and a half minutes because 
Yeah. Some dude has a potato. Like, I'm sorry. If you have a potato, you miss this round. Yeah. Like, you get to sit it out. I'm it's sorry. Long time. Like, a really but, long time. Yeah. There should be like a 30 second load time limit. And even that is high. Because you had the whole 45 seconds while you're picking ops. Yeah. I also wonder if the game is load. Like, is it? I don't know how it works. Because I, I know when you open the game, right? And you have to, like, it says, like, press any button press any key or whatever mm-hmm. then it starts connecting to the servers yes. like i don't know why it's not doing that the whole time the game's opening but i wonder if it's trying to load the map while they're picking operators and stuff or if it just starts as soon as everybody's picked an operator then it starts loading the map well i don't i don't see why it wouldn't if it's not i wouldn't um, be surprised because it doesn't start connecting to ubisoft servers until you press any key yeah i can see that being a little bit different just because it's like we don't want to eat up your network bandwidth until you're like deciding to, to play i don't feel like that's well i, I don't know not like, like i get it like we're not gonna we're not gonna use your your network traffic you know while you're not actively using the game i guess that kind of makes sense yeah maybe but like for the other one like i'm pretty sure that after i pick my operator it shows that i'm already loaded i don't, I don't think mine usually no because i don't think mine does i think because i watch because since i got an ssd i, I always watch my little thing <laughs> like see how fast it goes and i'm pretty sure as soon as it goes like everybody's screen turns and mine just like flicks and then it takes a while for other people okay so maybe it doesn't which it should be it should be loading the map while you're choosing operators mm-hmm. um i guess maybe they don't maybe like it causes that screen yeah, to be it, slow and it might yeah it might but it seems like if that's in memory that. like i'm getting a little bit into the weeds here but if that's in memory it seems like it shouldn't be a problem yeah i don't know um if it is, it might be. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, I hope it is. And if it's not, then it should be doing that. And I think that might solve part of the problem. Yeah. Long but story there short, be like, a timeout. There, yeah, there should be a timeout. And like, I'm not saying kick them from the game necessarily, but like, let them keep loading the assets for the map, and they'll just miss the first round. And like, sorry if like, yeah, you're gonna need to get an actual machine if you want to play this game. Yeah. Because like, so the thing about console, I played a little bit on console too, and like, it's slow on console because everybody's on hard drives. But at least everybody's on the same hard drive and has the same specs. So like, yeah. pretty much you're like you're very very rarely waiting for like any one person unless somebody like joined, you know, in like a casual match they like joined in progress and then they're loading the whole map while everybody else is just like resetting the map. Right. And that sucks. But um, but you're like you, it's kind of like a standardized load time and that's fine. But on PC it's like sometimes it's like somebody pulled out like a. 3200 rpm hard drive from their 15 mm-hmm. year old pc and stuck it in their gaming pc and put siege on it and it's like what yeah are you doing? or or this has happened to me or you're clicked on another screen because i i noticed my load times started getting and it could just be because my hard drive was getting older um but my load times started getting really long but it was if i was clicked on my other monitor and not clicked on siege the speed that my hard drive was working and unloading a map was significantly lower yeah so if siege isn't in focus it takes less resources which yeah. is, i think is just like windows does that windows right. is like no it's smart like, yeah it, makes, it restricts the resources that go to things that aren't in focus which is super smart but it sucks when you don't realize that and you're making everybody wait yeah it, it makes a big difference like it would do like five megabytes per second and then i would click on it and it would like shoot up to 30 megabytes per second and i was like whoa like that's a huge difference like, yeah. it was like immediate too yeah Let's move on. Let's get into Reddit posts. Sure. I want to mention something real fast before we move on to Reddit posts that I meant to mention last week. So other video games other than Siege are really broken, like <laughs> way more broken than Siege is broken. So I noticed this when so I recently moved out of Ryan's house into like an apartment with roommates and they play like a lot of NBA 2K19 
and like just watching them like being me being a gamer and them like they're not really gamers like they play video games they like video games but they're not like i wouldn't consider them gamers like they're more like into sports and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like they like 2k19 and they just don't notice like all the little bugs and the glitches in the game that are there that a gamer would notice and be bugged with like they spent like 20 minutes just trying to get into like a game one time and i was like thinking like this game is messed up like this game is broken like yeah. literally broken like that is a problem and it was like just trying to match with six players like that is ridiculous like a total of six players and then like there's other little bugs in the game where like they'd press a button but the game wouldn't register the button or like they'd do something the game would glitch out and they'd be like oh did you see that like i totally did that and i was like yeah the game just glitched on you like the game like they don't realize it because they're not gamers but i'm like watching like not really knowing the game but realizing like yeah this game's trash <laughs> like this game is not good and like the shop was like give, gives them tons of problems and like EA Sports can get away with it because they know like the people that are playing those games. Like some of them uh, are NBA gamers. T- NBA 2K is not EA Sports, is it not? Is it NBA Live or NBA 2K? 2K. Yeah, 2K is by 2K. Oh, 2K is 2K. <laughs> yeah. Who does FIFA? That's EA Sports. FIFA is EA, and Madden is also EA, right? Yeah. Okay, so anyway, but all these sports games, though EA or 2K, gets away with doing. And gets away with like all these little things in them because the people that play them just don't notice as much and don't like carrots. Like they bugs them, but they just don't realize that they're playing a broken game. Yeah, I think you might be over simplifying a little bit there. Maybe a little, little bit of a hasty generalization. But uh, I will say that, like we've said this before, like some of the things that we see in Siege that like we feel like are super broken, just like as a community of people who care about Siege, mm-hmm. it's a little bit like we're in too deep, guys. Like we we play this more than like we should, and not in like <laughs> more than you should for your life, but like more than we should, like as opposed to everyone else. Uh, and so because of that, like we're going to see the little things. It's, you know, it's like when you're like, when you're doing a project or something, or you're like working on like something creative or whatever, like all you see is all the flaws because you're so into it. You're just, you're in way deeper than anybody else. And you show it to somebody right. else and they're like, oh, this looks great. Like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, all you see is all the flaws, you know? And so it's like, I think that's where a lot of us are with Siege. It's like, yeah, okay. The hit reg could be, up, could be improved a little bit. Maybe you're like, Sometimes it crashes or whatever, but it's like overall, like if you go play PUBG (laughs) for like a night and you come back to Siege and you're like, oh yeah, no, Siege is great. (laughs) Yeah. Siege works. Yeah. Siege is awesome. So. Anyway, yeah, my point with that was like other games are a lot more broken than Siege is broken. Yeah. I I would agree with that. And like, I do think the Siege has its problems and I'm not giving them a pass on Siege, but like overall Siege is a very, very, very good game. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Okay, let's get into Reddit posts. So I have one. This is by Lightning E. He says, should there be a distinct sound for a headshot in Siege, like the dink sound in CS? Yeah, or I know what I sound think you're of, thinking of right now. Huh? I know what sound you're thinking of right Call now. Call of Duty 4. Yeah. Dink, dink. Every time you get a headshot. Oh, it's so satisfying. Yeah. So satisfying. Yeah, the, the, the sound that happens in CS is pretty similar in CSGO, and it's also very satisfying. Just that... Oh, you just, oh, it's great. It's yeah, a so great sound. My knee-jerk reaction is absolutely yes. It should have some kind of amazing sound that's just super sad. Like a crack sound would be great. Just like, yeah, like a cracking skull or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, it would be so, so sweet. And I don't see why not because there's a kill feed that tells you when you got headshot right. kills. So there's no right. reason why it shouldn't give you the audio cue. Yeah, even in Pro League where they have like the points disabled where they don't see if they injure someone, if you get a headshot, it, the game tells you, they know. Yeah. 
and you get like a 3v4 or a 3v5 like it pops up on the screen right that someone yeah, is so there's dead. there's no like balance or strategy or whatever reason that it shouldn't mm-hmm. um so yeah just because of like them some of the other games i play that do have that it's like it's very extremely satisfying so i would say freak yeah yeah please i love sounds that what, are... what sound would you do i i like the clink sound a lot like it might not fit siege as well as like a crack or like a might but just that I like it too, but the problem so is there's good. a lot of operators that don't wear helmets. Yeah, that's okay. But you would, what if what if you had two? Ooh, yeah, they clink and a. Yeah, depending but then on you the problem with like elite skins don't have a helmet, but then other skins do. So it changes the hel- changes the audio cue. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a lot of coding. Come on, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> do it. This is important. <laughs> of all the things we've talked about. Okay. Do you ever read a post? Yeah, there actually was one I had. So this post is actually by Animation Wizard, and he talks about mouse and keyboard on consoles getting absurd. Um, so people are using mouse and keyboard on console and just plugging it in and then using it on like PS4 or Xbox, and they're playing against players with controllers that don't have um, an auto-aim on them yeah. for Siege. Yeah. And that is that is absolutely ridiculous. Like games, Fortnite's fixed this. It knows when there's a mouse and keyboard connection and doesn't let you play mm-hmm. until you use a controller. And this is like... It's just nuts. Like in a strategic game like Siege where people can use mouse and keyboard and like to the point where it's getting common where people are like noticing and being frustrated by it, like that doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah, that yeah, that's just not fair at all. Not at all fair. And it's not for if you do that, you're so messed up. Like that is not cool. I saw I saw a post, I think it was on Build a PC or P, some PC gaming post or gaming where someone asked like, anybody know of like a better um converter for mouse and keyboard because this game keeps telling me i can't use mouse and keyboard to play and it's an fps game i think it was fortnite and someone was like no the game is too good for you get out go to hell or something like that <laughs> I was like, yes <laughs> and the the post got upvoted a bunch because of like the comments were like all against him and someone was like please upload this post to see how stupid this guy is or something like that and so he got like upvoted so tons of people saw how much of a douche this guy is Oh, it's he got great. wrecked. Reddit wrecked. Okay, listener questions. So, at Steve Rushka says, uh, love the podcast. I was recommended to it in casual last night. Thank you to whoever's like posting about the podcast in casual. Keep <laughs> that up. Uh, and I listened to my first episode this morning. Can you please do operator profiles on Legion and Nomad? Look forward to consuming all your old podcasts as I catch up. Thanks. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we can. Um, Nomad will probably be a little bit a little bit down the road just because she's so new. We haven't had like really a chance to play her to like, I feel like, like with operator spotlights, we try to stick to the ones uh, we that we have really some well. experience with. And then the ones that we don't like, we will try to play them for the week or two up like leading up to it. So we make sure that we're like, have a somewhat informed opinion. Uh, so Nomad's probably a little bit while, a little while off, but Legion actually is on our short list. So we will get to him soon. Um, yes, sir. At JD41700 says, what operators, in your guys' opinion, are in a perfect state at the moment, and which operators do you think are in need of nerfs or buffs? Who's a perfect operator? Sledge. Sledge, yep. <laughs> Statistically, he lines up right in the middle every time. He's like the crosshair of that <laughs> yeah, graph. where they draw the crosshair? I think Sledge is really good. Um, Valkyrie, I think, is another one. We just did the spotlight on her. I think she is like really, really well balanced. She's pretty balanced. I wouldn't complain about anything on her. Castle is definitely pretty balanced. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Castle is definitely on the needs a... Well, he doesn't need a buff. He needs a rework. 
yeah, he needs some serious TLC. Um, Thatcher, I think, is really good. I'm really, really sad about the camera issue where he doesn't destroy cameras anymore. Like, that's really annoying. Yeah. Um, but, like, in general, I, I think Thatcher's really well-balanced. Um, Rook and Doc, I think, are perfect. Like, Rook wins a lot, but I think that's fine. Yeah, I think Rook is actually very balanced, and he's so useful for new players, like, put down armor. Yeah, I think I think Rook is really, really great. Like, I think that he, he definitely, like, gives the team an advantage uh, that's noticeable and that's, like, more than most other operators, but for some reason, like, I just don't feel like it's a problem. Yeah, I agree. Um... I mean, there's there's probably more in here that we could say are like really well balanced. I think Mira's really good. Mira is very well balanced. Has she even had a change since she was released? She's yeah. Her gun has been nerfed and buffed a few times. Back her utility's been pretty much yeah, but yeah, same. overall she's been kind of just right there. Um, as far as needing buffs, we talked about Castle, obviously Tachanka. Um, IQ is always one of those where it's just like her gadget's just not useful. You know, like it has to be a really specific yeah. circumstance. Cause like, even if you know, like, like if you know there's a cap can, you can already see the traps. Like she's helpful for lesions sometimes, but like, it's just like, unless you're like, you see a pulse or like a visual or something, it's like, IQ is almost no. Yeah. We already talked about Capital. Capital definitely needs some work. What about Clash? I think she's fine. Especially with her five damage per tick now. Uh-huh. I think she's good. I think she's fine. Has that, have you played her much since she's had that update? I played her on the TTS and I was actually able to kill people with it. The difference was on the TTS she was broken where you couldn't melee her shield out of the way. So also true. <laughs> that While you're walking backwards, you could not be meleeed. Um, her shield would not be moved out of the way. But it's a lot easier to tell like what damage they're at or like what like they're at least at because you hit them every tick and you're like 5, 10, 15, 20. Like it's way easier just to count by 5 instead of like 3. So I guess I can do 3, 6, 9, 12. But like, yeah. I mean, I think I think the main ones as far as uh, buffing are the ones that everybody would always say, you know, Castle Tachanka, Capital. Yeah. What about Vigil? Vigil's Vigil, like, boring, I feel like. He has Vigil, yeah, great just, guns, apparently, but he's just boring. He's just boring. That's like they need something they need to do something to make him more fun. Yeah. Like he's just not fun to play. That's a problem. Def, uh as far as nerfs, he needs to be nerfed. Oh, also Fuse. Fuse should get something. Yeah. Like he I does. actually really like Fuse how he is, and I do well with him, but I don't know. You just know when it's coming. It's just so loud. Tink clink kink. Right, and the problem is I don't think there's anything you can do about it because if it was like more covert, like obviously that's a problem. Yeah, but whatever. Okay, uh, nerfs. Lion, lion, obviously. Um, actually, you know, I'm I'm like I'm generally pretty averse to saying anybody should be like super nerfed yeah i'm actually like as i think about it i don't really think there's many operators that like have problems playing against or playing as right other than lion i could see maybe echo like ever since they gave him that second yokai he's become like a real problem when you're trying to plant the plant the diffuser late Mm -hmm. and like part of that's your fault if you're the attacker planting the diffuser late but sometimes like i mean if you're doing like an actual like coordinated attack and you're being careful and stuff then it takes some time 
And it sucks when it's like you've planned your time pretty well and you come in with 25 seconds left and then Echo wins the round. Yeah. You know? So, like, I don't... Like, maybe just make them a little bit more visible or something. Yeah. Because they're just, like, they're so hard to see. Yeah, they don't get destroyed invisible. by EMPs, do they? No, they get knocked down they and get disabled. disabled. Which you should be able to get it if that's the case, but... Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe, like... That is one thing where IQ's helpful like i've used iq a few times when there's when they're playing an echo and i yep. kill both his drones within like yep. the first 15 or, seconds of the or round twitch and if you can get them at the beginning of the oh round that's gosh. like super you're like, awesome you're like driving around as a twitch and you see like a yokai pull in front of you like, like, <laughs> you yeah that's a good one. but like echo maybe i could see like just making him a little bit less powerful toward the end there that'd be like a fun stupid mini game that you could play as in seats like they just make some stupid little arena and everybody just has the twitch drone <laughs> just the last Twitch drone live wins. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the um, dumbest little mini game, but like something to do while someone's loading the map. <laughs> you all get to play the Twitch game. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you get a friend to like get a stupid PC so you can all play for a little bit. <laughs> so dumb. The Twitch um, game. Okay, let's move into the Discord for questions again. If you haven't joined the Discord yet. <laughs> Come do it. It's awesome. Uh, you can find the link in our Twitter account. That's at r6unrenowned or on the podcast notes. Um, Juckus asks, what's the funniest username you guys have encountered in Siege or any other game? I'm going to be really bad at remembering any of these. Any other game, Halo, whenever you died, it always said you were killed by. And so people got pretty creative. So I saw funny things like you were killed by an elephant or like you were killed by your own mom or something like that. Yeah. And so like people got pretty creative in Halo with like funny names. Yeah. I remember like specifically an elephant was one of the ones that I was like, that's pretty funny. Like you're killed by an elephant. <laughs> like, okay. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Like I, I just don't like, I see them and I laugh and then I completely forget that they existed. So yeah. Sorry. Uh, G uh, at Wamblam 53 says, do you guys think they should add the pick and ban system to ranked? I don't know if it's on PC. I'm a PS4 player. I'm just curious. About. So it's not on PC. It's not in anything except for pro league um, and custom games. What do you think? Should pick and ban come to ranked? Yes. I do think so. We've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. I think before I've been in favor of it, and then like the more I've thought about it, the more I don't think so. Um, I just think adding more, like, number one, more delays to actually start the game. Playing. Yeah. Um, and then just like, how do you do that in a group of random people? who gets to choose what the pick and ban is and like, how do you like, are you just giving more opportunities for people to troll? I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess I'd have to try it before I could say. Yeah. It would definitely increase like your strategy. Like we don't want this operator played. And like, I I know for us, there'd be certain operators. It's like, okay, we're just never going to play against a Kavera ever again. Gosh, so like, yes, I just hate that'll Kavera. be nice. Like in, in some general. ways that seems nice, but like, honestly, I would be way more interested in doing something about map choice than I would be about yeah, pick and ban. For sure. Map choice is my first thing. A veto I think would be great. Veto. I don't care. Like veto vote. Uh, what are all the other solutions we've talked about? Uh, pick and ban could be the same thing. You get, you get a list of five maps and you take turns banning maps until you're down to the one you're going to play. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, um, I mean, there's a, a preferences, whatever. Like, there's a billion ways to do it. Like, just give me some control to reduce the randomness a little bit. So, like, okay, I don't want to go into this too much. And one day we'll probably have Taylor on the podcast with us. Um, but we, like, we talked about this at length at work one day. And just like, 
I like <laughs> the thing that um that is really a problem with learning the game is not that all the operators and like we've talked about how hard it can be to like understand what the little intricacies are between operators mm-hmm. and that can be a problem but like overall it's like maybe you don't understand exactly how jackal works but you understand like okay jackal can see can somehow like track me right and like you figure out when i'm tracked this is what happens and like even if you don't quite get it the first couple of times. Like eventually you just like either play Jackal or you look it up on YouTube or something and you figure it out and it's fine. Like from then on, it's the same, mm-hmm. but like maps that takes a large investment of time to really learn. And that's, what's really hard for new players. And the issues there are that there's no way for the new players to limit that variable, right. To like make that variable less random. Right. And give them more opportunities to like play the same map a few times over and like, just learn one map, you know? So yeah. Um, I would be much more interested in an ability to limit the maps than I would be about pick and ban for operators. Next question is from steel switch who says there's no talk that Ash should be nerfed. If you take away her ACOG, would that be acceptable and provide balance? That is if she does not, that is if she does need to be nerfed. Um, Honestly, like people always complain about her hitbox, which like yeah, maybe is small and like hard to hit. And I mean that's a proven thing. Like it is hard to hit her hitbox. But I don't really think she's like OP, honestly. Yeah, like she's fine. I like taking away her ACOG. I feel like could be a little too much from her. Yeah, like I Ash frustrates me sometimes, but I don't really know that she frustrates me any more than any other op where I feel like I should have got a hit and I didn't. And like, not that I'm blaming the game for it. I just feel like, you know, sometimes the recoil just bounces off their head just at the wrong second, you know, mm-hmm. and that sucks. But I, I don't know that Ash is like, the thing is that her utility is so low, you know, like I think her, her gadget's really good, but it's, it has to be applied in like specific spots or else it's not that great. Um, and so I just don't think that there's any reason to reduce her fragging ability. That's like what she's for, right? Right. That's basically the operator that she is. Um, yeah, I, I don't really think I would say she does need to be nerfed, (laughs) but then again, you look at those stats. Yeah. She's she's way up there. there. Like her utility's fine. She, she is three speed, but she's ash. She's small. She's like a small skinny female. Yeah, like she should be fast. I mean, maybe the solution is like a little bit more recoil on her R4C or something like that. There you go. Just nerf her gun a little like, bit. I I don't know about taking away her ACOG. Yeah, that that really sucks. Have a attacker with an SR held on ACOG. But then should they? Because like, if she's rushing, well, I don't know. It'd be interesting to try. Yeah, see what happens. If, if they did it, I wouldn't like lose my mind. No, it'd be, it'd be, this is another thing where you test in the TTS and see like mm-hmm. what goes on. I'd probably works. play her less. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I do know. It'd be interesting. <laughs> it'd be interesting. <laughs> That's what I know. Okay. TL Bear asks, a lot of people want ranked and casual to be changed so that ranked has the same rules as pro league, except for the sixth pick and reveal phase and casual to have the ranked rules we currently have. What are your guys thoughts on it? So I think it's pretty clear casual should, we think should be like ranked mm-hmm. apart from the number of rounds, right? Yes. Um, other than that, the game rules should be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. What about ranked having the same rules as pro league? So that would be the pick and ban. 
I don't know if he's saying the ranks should have more rounds. Yeah, because that's my problem. Is our, it's already long. To make it longer is kind of like yeah, a lot. I would say definitely not on that. I think the best of seven and then over 10 to best of nine, I think that's a perfect amount of time for ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, and aren't, Don't they do something in um, Pro League where there's like they do several rounds on attack and then they switch? Yeah. I actually like that. I think it's interesting. Yeah, because um, it's easier to remember what the other team did last time and to like adjust for it. Um, yeah. Uh, and like, so in Call of Duty Four, I used to play a lot of Search and Destroy, which is basically Siege. Right. Um, and uh, for a little while, we like did we got on this like ladder site and we would do like ladder matches and stuff. Um, and so that's the way they did it. So normally in Call of Duty, it's just attack, defend, attack, defend, attack, defend. Um, but in this thing, it would be like, okay, you do like three rounds attacking and then three rounds defending and then, uh, whatever. There were some rules after that, Mm -hmm. but like, it was way, way better to do it that way. Cause then it's like, okay, we're going to like, we're going to go. And then we go, okay. On this map, like they're just like rushing. So now instead of like trying to like set up a defense, like we were doing last time, what we're going to do is like, we're going to go for the break snipes and see if we can like catch them rushing out of the alley or whatever, you know? And so like it was way more interesting to be able to like make those adjustments and not have to try to remember what they did a whole round ago, you know, and just to be able to make those adjustments really quick. If that's the case, I think casual should mimic it then like then do two attacking and casual and then start defending and casual. Like I do not think there should be any difference between casual and ranked other than if pick and beyond comes into play, then that's a different story, but there's no reason to not have that in casual too. Like it doesn't change the game. Yeah, well, I think that's one reason why I wouldn't like why I wouldn't care whether or not they do it mm-hmm. because like it doesn't really affect the game at all. It's just like it's a little bit more of a casual experience to switch back and forth. Maybe if you don't really like attacking that much, or you don't have as many operators on attack, you'd rather just like be switching back and forth and accidentally get attack first and yeah. have to do two rounds on attack and then lose on defense and that's it. Yeah, but then like you ha- still have like the whole like you go from casual and then you go to ranked and it's like, oh wait, now I'm playing a whole different game. I mean, it's not like a whole but, but different game. Like, it's like, still the same thing, but I, don't I would just, I would like it to be in both. If it's going to come in the game, like it may as well just go into both. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit more of a competitive experience that way. And so in that aspect, I wouldn't care if casual doesn't have it that way. Um, are there other rules? Just in, like the map picking. I, I map. guess like the, they like ban the maps and then, they the like HUD. play multiple matches. I don't. I don't think he's saying play multiple matches against the same no, team. No, I'm sure he's not saying that. Um, but the HUD is different in. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Pro League. I think that should stay the same. The HUD should stay the same. Um. So yeah, like uh, Although I would, it might I would be kind of nice if like the enemy didn't know if they downed you. That would be nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. But then I'd be fine with casual not having that same, like cripple effect kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I think any changes that's going to change gameplay, I think needs to be mirrored and casual because I just, I don't like that they're different. Like, I, I just, I don't like that at all. Well, it's just frustrating because it, teaches, like, I, it I, teaches new players to rely on things that you shouldn't be relying on. I guess, but I think that, I think it's okay that they're different in certain ways because it is a different experience that you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the ways that they're different right now, we think are a problem, specifically like the time. That just yeah. like it really, really like it changes the way that the game is played, like at a fundamental level. Right. Whereas I don't think these other ones would do that. But I think in general, our answer is yeah, casual should be way more similar to ranked and then maybe ranked a little bit more similar to pro league. Yeah. 
But overall, I kind of like ranked as it is now. I don't know if I'd make that many changes. Yeah, I th- I I think it's like like it might be nice to have some some of these things in it, but I think it's fine how it is. I just think casual needs to be more like ranked. Yeah, general. Um, logistics says piggybacking off of this. If ultimately this never happens, is it bad for a competitive shooter to essentially have a completely different rule set at higher levels than your casual at home player? Does this even exist on any other competitive FPS? Um, yes, CS:GO has a casual game type that is nothing at all like the competitive game type like not even remotely close mm. to the competitive um it's a whole different game it's really stupid nobody likes it huh that's funny and um, i don't i don't think it's like a huge problem but i think it should just i think casual should be a place where you can kind of relax but it should also be like a train like a place to like practice certain str- strategies and like right play around the stuff to bring into the ring to play right. I, I think that's where the problems between the two really are a problem did i say problems between the two yeah. differences the differences between the two are really a problem huh. um and it's you know that you can't you can't use casual as a practice uh arena for ranked at yeah. all because of like certain differences like the time that just like really throw off everything um and something like for example not showing the hud element of when you've downed somebody that i don't think would change the ability to do that you know um but as far as logistics question um i mean i don't follow that many competitive shooters or games in general to really be able to say but um melee is, is one i do follow and melee is like totally different like if you just get at home if you just like log on with your friends and play melee or whatever or with like items and stuff on right like it's a completely different game yeah like not even close yeah um and, and depending on the way you play but if you just play it like the default settings that is way way different and i don't uh-huh. think it's a problem because it's fun to play that way at home yeah um but it's just it's not competitive it, like not in a fair way right and so yeah. if there is going to be a competitive scene for a game like smash then yeah, it's going to be totally different than the way you play it at home. And I don't really think that's a problem. Uh, you look at like sports too. Like if you're playing a pickup game of basketball, it's like, you know, you're keeping score by ones and twos, which fundamentally changes the game. And yeah, you're it's like, not the NBA. Right. Or you're playing like three on three half court or whatever. It's like you, you don't play NBA rules. You don't play 48 minutes. Like you play to a certain amount of points. And it's like all these little things really do change the game quite a bit. Um, But that, like that's fine because it doesn't have to be built for competition necessarily. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's okay. Uh, Wamblin 53 asks for a Maverick and Ying spotlight. We will put those on our short list. Um, actually, you know what, <laughs> to be honest, Ying spotlight won't be coming anytime soon. Cause no one else really play Ying that much. No nope. Maverick. I could see. Yes. But Ying. Yeah. Give it some time. France with a pH says the game becoming too sci-fi and straying away from what made Rainbow Six its tactical shooter pure gun fight gameplay. So I will say like in a way kinda yeah like you have the invisible Yokai Jones, you have the invisible like lesion traps, you have like the maestro cameras have like a bulletproof thing and then open up and start like shooting lasers at you. Um what did we just get? We just got we have like clash like electric Taser, I guess, isn't like too sci-fi. Area of effect electricity. I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Area of effect electricity that we just got, and then like a blast that like shoots you off your feet from this little thing. That's that probably not. I mean, that doesn't I mean, seem that sci-fi, really. But like, it would definitely hurt you in your life. 
it was just like some kind of concussion blast, you know, like some blast is big enough to like push you through a wall off your feet, but doesn't it would hurt certainly you. hurt you. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I guess it's not like too sci-fi though, but like, yeah, in a way, like I feel like it, there are things that come become too sci-fi and I hope they don't get too carried away with it because what really started killing Call of Duty was when they started getting crazy with like the drones and like the RCXDs and like the jumping off of walls and flying yes. around with jetpacks like that murdered Call of Duty mm-hmm. like bad. And I think that's bad for any game that's not Halo like Halo is sci-fi and so Halo can get away with like shields and jetpacks and crap because that, right. that's Halo. But like you get a game like Rainbow Six Siege and they start coming up with like some stuff that's like ridiculous. It's like, okay, like the frost trap. That's like one thing. That's fine. Capkin trap. Like that's fine. Like, yeah, I do wish they would do uh, more mechanical type mm-hmm. gadgets than right. they do. Like these, some of these high tech gadgets are like, okay, that's a little silly. Yeah. It's kind of out of Siege's tactical playbook almost. Yeah. In some ways, like the original game just felt a lot more grounded Mm-hmm. Um, and just like more military ish like that. It had, it just had a different style to it that it doesn't have anymore. I don't necessarily think that's like a problem. Uh, it's just different. And so like, it's probably a problem for some people. I'm sure there's some people who like, especially people who have been longtime fans of rainbow six and like Tom Clancy in general, I'm sure that like they're more into, you know, this military, not like mill sim, but like more realistic. Gameplay yeah. Just style. like more, more like current day military type of stuff. And so like, mm-hmm. I'm sure for some people it's sort of turned them off to the game, but like overall the game's like fun and yeah. that's what I care about. And it's like, nothing has been introduced as like, like super, super broken aside, maybe from lion, which they realize. Yeah. Lion's nuts. So yeah, like I, I guess our opinion is we don't have that much of an opinion. <laughs> Sorry, we should be coming out stronger on some of this stuff. Like, we're, we're like so boring right now. Yes, Siege sucks now. They should have gone sci-fi. Stupid. What is this? Rainbow Six Halo? But I do think they have gone a little too sci-fi to some stuff. Like, the invisibility stuff is kind of like a, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. The invisibility kind of stuff ridiculous. was definitely, it's like, okay, we've jumped the shark. Like, yeah, whatever. We're, I guess we're doing this now. Lucura, could the game go downhill if they go too far, if they go too futuristic? At this point, with how big it is, I think it'd be kind of hard to go like down downhill. But I think like yeah, you could lose like you were just saying. You could probably lose some interest from some players if they got like too crazy with the futuristic crap. Yeah, like I would probably be like if they got too futuristic to a point, I'd be like, okay, this is ridiculous. But then like usually the too futuristic also kind of starts getting too op. Like at the same time, those kind of mix in together. Like if I'm going back to Call of Duty, like when they started introducing like these drones that fly around to shoot you, like it just started getting like OP where it was like this futuristic stupid drone is like flying around a little, this tiny little helicopter shooting us all. This guy's controlling it. Like, right. It's just OP and it's way too futuristic than mm. what should exist in this game. And it's, I feel like it'd be the same as siege. Like once you get too futuristic, it gets too OP and it gets stupid. Yeah. Honestly, we talked about where called me wrong and I like the RCXDs and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. And the jumping off the walls, but really where it did it for me was just like when kill streaks got silly and that was like a Modern Warfare yeah. 2. And it's like, mm-hmm. nah, this was way better when it was just like radar, airstrike, helicopter. Yeah. That's it. One helicopter on the map. And, yep. and it, like, you know, it comes in, it gets probably seven kills, and it's gone. Yep. Whereas like now it's like there can be like seven things flying around shooting at you and just like dogs too. And you're like, <laughs> everybody's jumping off the walls. Everybody's moving like a million miles a minute. It's like, what am I even playing anymore? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. 
Yeah. Uh, Type up says, I know you guys have mentioned your thoughts on pro league before, but I'm curious about your thoughts on how much it impacts on how it impacts the game. Do you think it's healthy for the game from a promotion and longevity standpoint? And do you think balancing around pro and high level play is the best option? If not, what would be a better approach to game balance and long-term promotion? So as far as like the pro league being an avenue for promoting the game, obviously I have no data to like make a judgment on that, but it just seems like I like, it doesn't seem like that would be a very good um, avenue to bring people in just because of what we talked about before that like it's hard to follow it's super super long right you know? on the flip side when pro league's running siege ends up at the top of twitch you know so maybe i mean being at the top of twitch i think is worth more than we can really say yeah um i think it's like fine like to have that as its promotion that's what they that's what they've wanted the game to become is this huge pro league oh yeah platform. that was clear from the beginning which like is it is kind of what it's becoming is starting to have a large pro league platform. Um, I think it's fine for like a promotion and longevity as long as they just focus on making sure the game's not broken. Yeah, like, you'll be fine. Your game will stick around if it's not broken. I mean, in some ways, I think it's good for us at the just casual level because it sort of forces them to be very careful about what they introduce and like mm. making sure that the game's not broken like mechanically because that's obviously very embarrassing if you're having a pro league event and your game doesn't work, you know? Right. So, you know, that's good in a way. Um, and I think I've thought before, like that they used to really balance around only pro league. And I think they do kind of a little bit cater a little bit to pro league, but I think overall, like they are pretty good at like not going too crazy. Like where casual is completely like, we don't care about 99% of you. Right. Uh, I think like my one take on balance has always been this and I'm not a game designer, so I could be totally wrong, but my take is just like, just let things settle. You mm-hmm. know, you don't need to do that much balance. You know, when LeBron James comes into the NBA, they don't change the rules of the NBA to balance <laughs> figure around LeBron James, you know, like it's just, it's, it's fine. Like people are going to learn to exploit something and then somebody else will learn how to counter that. Yep. So also, type up asked, should the game actually progress to 100 ops? And if so, should we keep adding them at this pace? If, it, if I had my way, I would stop introducing ops today. Yeah. Like, and that'd I'm be done. fine with me. I, but I think mm-hmm. that introducing new operators, uh, it brings people back to the game. I think that's what keeps this yeah, game going. it certainly does. So there's new maps too, just new patches in general. I don't know if it's new operators. I think it's the new stuff that releases in a patch that fixes that have happened to oh, bugs. Oh, I think it's operated 100%. Really? I think it's partly the maps and like the stuff And I don't think it's fixed. maps either. I don't think... Really? I, like, I think some people probably get excited about maps, particularly the ones who like play a lot and mm-hmm. they're like excited to see a new map to just shake things up even if they're playing the same operators. Mm-hmm. But I think most players who like drop in and out over the course of seasons or like people who are starting like play Siege, I think new ops are 100% what drives people to come yeah, back. Yeah, I guess like that is I guess a pretty big thing like when you get to play like whole new a whole new content. Right. Somebody who does something I totally guess, yeah, different. I guess I've never left Siege, but the thing I'm I'm not as excited for new ops, I'm excited for the new stuff. I mean, when you when you took 2 years off, weren't you pretty excited to come back and try all the new operators? Kind of? Yeah. I definitely wasn't like super excited about like some of the new maps. Like, I didn't really care too much. I actually preferred playing maps that I knew. It was more like the new stuff that had changed to like the operators that I had played that I cared more about. Like Twitch had a Twitch drone all the time instead of any regular drone. Yeah. That was different. That's what actually got me more excited was the stuff that had changed to the stuff that I already knew, mm-hmm. which is like why these patch notes have like 
I'm like kind of bummed. It's like, okay, cool. Two new operators, but like there's nothing else in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're a different kind of player than the, the yeah. players that the ops affect. Exactly. And I think and come back, I think there are more of those players and those are the ones that really help the game keep growing. Yeah. True. Okay. Just a few more questions here. Um, MC Trotting wants to know what we think about a defending operator that uses explosive rounds as his gadget. He could have an automatic shotgun like an AA-12 or USAS-12 for the explosive rounds. Uh, I don't totally understand like what an explosive round would do. He says the operator could be named Salvo, by the way, which is a good name. Very, very good name. But, I mean, do you really understand what an explosive round would do in this context? Is it just well, like area of effect reading. damage? Yeah, keep reading. Well, I did. He he would play like smoke as an entry denial operator, but the explosive rounds are more precise, longer range, and cause a slight distorting effect when hit. But does it do damage? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. So I I guess like I would need more explanation of what you mean, but like I don't think somebody that can shoot out a whole bunch of explosives very quickly sounds like a good idea in general. Yeah, it sounds like he basically just like shoots these rounds that like I don't know. I mean, explosive rounds are a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how you make that work in siege. If if you can do damage without hitting somebody with your like primary weapon. So I don't know. Steel switch. I think Capkin needs a buff. His traps doing only 30 damage is not enough. I recommend that they at, do at least 50 damage or at max put someone down but not out, reducing his gadgets from 5 back to 3 or 4. 30 damage is just too weak. Another possible idea would be to stack his gadgets on a single doorway or window. Assuming they just still do 30 damage, he can place multiple gadgets maybe on both sides of the window or of the door or whatever um, and reduce gadgets from 5 to 4. What do you think about Capkin needing a buff? So I don't know if that like, needs a buff, but I did I kind of did prefer Capkin when his traps are a little more obvious, but they killed when you got killed by Capkin trap and you only had three because then it was like a lot more useful. Like cause compared to frost traps, like yeah, the Capkin trap does damage and it certainly hurts, but it's just not as I think like reducing it and making damage 50 is kind of would be kind of nice. Yeah. So is it 30? Like, is that the base damage or like, because it does different damage to different kinds of operators, right? Uh-huh. I thought the base damage was a little higher than 30. I, I it could like it be just 30. There was that time that we were looking at that, like, I had gotten killed by that that one Capkin trap that killed three of us on Oregon when, like, you were rappelling outside the window and the glads inside walked by the window and activated it and it killed you rappelling outside of it. Now it's, like, way to the right of the window rappelling. Yeah. yeah and it yeah, downed yeah, yeah. him and killed us, too. We were all weak, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, they deal 60 damage to one armor operators. Uh, that's all it says on these patch notes from when that happened. I would guess it's 60, 50, 40, which I think, I think that's plenty, and I, I, like that's way more than the 30 that uh, Steel Switch was saying. So, I mean, honestly, 60, that's a lot of damage for a three-speed operator. I think that really seriously punishes... I feel like it's punishes, not that high, though. I think that seriously punishes running in without being careful. No, but I don't, I don't think that's not right. That no, it is. Are you sure? Unless they've changed it since, since it came out, which I don't think they've had. They have. Let me see if I can find it like on the wiki or something, but I'm pretty sure that's right. So that's to one speeds or three okay. speeds rather. I don't feel like that's right. Okay. We're looking this up. 
Capkin, ADD. Where is the damage number? The base damage of an ADD is 60. The with medium or heavy armor, we'll see 51 and 45. Hmm. So it's actually higher than I thought. But yeah, if that's the case, it's not actually yeah, that I, low. I think that's plenty of damage, to be honest. Um, what, so I'll say when they first made this adjustment to Capkin, I was a little upset and I thought like, hey, it would have been better if they just like reduced the visibility of his traps and gave him two and kept them lethal. Yeah. Um, but I actually like this better because with five traps, like you just have way more chance of hitting people. Um, and then you get a thing where it's like, if it, if it were two and they were lethal, that would be awesome if like somebody hit when you get a kill, but you have way less chance of hitting somebody. And then when somebody hits one, like there's only one more out there that they have to worry about. And there's pro- they're probably going to find it versus like when there's five, somebody hits one and now every single door that they go through, they're trying to be really careful so they don't get hit again because they'll die. And if they're not, right. they're going to die. Right. You know, and they have to be careful because there's another four traps out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like, it's too many for the attackers really to keep track of unless they're being like super vigilant and like counting up all together as a team. So it's just like, it's a thing where it really like forces them to try to be careful with doorways um, that I don't think would happen if you had fewer traps. Yeah. If that's the case that it is at that number of base damage 60 for a one speed, like I think that's actually fine with his five traps. I think he is balanced. Yeah. I, th- I think he's really, really good. Um, and you're like, oh man, when you just like, we do this sometimes where it's like, okay, we're doing like really bad and we're on defense and we're about to lose. It's like three to zero. We just go, okay, we're just going to do a trap around. Yep, we've traps. Been trappers. And so it's Legion, like, frost. we have Legion, Capkin, Frost, Captain. Smoke, and like, <laughs> either like a Roamer or like Maestro or like something like we just have like an insane amount of traps out there just to like slow down the rush, like give us some control of, of the flow of the match. And like, it's amazing how often that we'll just turn it around completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it, yeah, Capkin is like an essential part of that strategy and it works really, really well. So true. Okay. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to join the discord server. You can find that link on our Twitter at our six underground, or of course in the show notes, as always, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitch and YouTube, I'm VG fiasco and Chris is just hello with three O's. Oh, 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 just like that. I'm on vacation. Anything else you want to add before we finish last minute gripe? No, there's something I was thinking of, but I forgot. Oh, R2-D2, fun fact, stands for Real 2 Dialogue 2. That is not true. Yes, it is. What are you talking about? 100% R2-D2. I just looked it up randomly. I don't know why. R2-D2, acronym, definition, R2-D2, Real 2 Dialogue 2, editor's code for cans of film on American Graffiti from which Lucas got the name for the Star Wars robot. And so you're saying while I was answering listener questions, you were looking up what does R2-D2 stand for? No, it was while you were saying the last thing we were talking about I saw on the EDD on Capkin something like said RDD2 or something like that. And I first saw it says the RDR2 and I first saw R2D2. Red Dead Redemption. And I just two? randomly was like, I wonder what that stands for if it does. RDR2 definitely stands for Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, I know. But I first saw R2D2 and I thought, like, I wonder if that's an acronym. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You're the best. Catch you next time. Just goodbye.